This is the Hammerdown Racing Report. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammerdown Racing Report. I saw you bopping your head there, Jerry. Oh, jamming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Changes up the music for this week. I like it. Hammerdown Racing Report coming coming at you from our home studios. Show number 150. Wow. It's going to take about 500 before we finally get it right, I think. It could be. It's October 1st. Welcome to October. All right. Everybody's welcome. Yay. Yay. We, we made it to the 10th level of Jumanji. Make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter, Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. We're coming at you live on YouTube, live on Facebook. And, of course, as always, you can listen to us on demand on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcasts or get your podcasts. Google, iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But if, you, if, you, if you're undecided, go for iHeart. We recommend that one because they're the ones that uh, support us. And, yeah, uh, they've got that, this, this, that, that microphone right yeah, there. That one. I, I still haven't made a little uh, flag for the show. I'll make a little mic flag for the show one of these days. Baby steps, little things at a time. Shout out to Inner Circle Avenue. They're, they do that theme for us beginning. Uh, you don't hear that if you're listening on iHeartRadio. It's only on our live broadcast there. Uh, I heard doesn't like that stuff for some reason. It's weird. Anyway, uh, on the show tonight, uh, we got a big, uh, big program for you. We're going to be talking to longtime voice of Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway's Gary Lindahl. And he's done uh, other tracks uh, all over Michigan. He's been around for, for quite a while, so I'm sure he's got some stories to tell. How, how well do you know Gary, Ron? Uh, just through the years, you know, I've, been fairly active at Toledo and Flat Rock, uh, and he's a great announcer and just a super guy. How many times has uh, he interviewed you in Victory Lane? Uh, I don't think he, I, that that one hasn't happened yet. Huh. All right. He just hasn't yet. been in the right place at the right times. Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, we got an update on Millstream Speedway. We'll take you around the track down there, show you what's going on. Uh, we got this new thing called the Hammerdown Hotline we're going to talk about in a little bit. So there's a lot lot to get to tonight. Uh, before we get to anything, I want to mention that the Toledo City Paper is having their Best of Toledo contest. Not really contest. I don't Contest isn't the right word. Promotion? We'll go with promotion. The best of. Okay. You get to vote in. Or... Uh, you get to vote for the best of Toledo uh, in all kinds of different categories. Of course, we're in the podcast category, so head on over to Toledo City Paper, and we got a link right on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Report. It's pinned at the top there. And if you haven't nominated us yet, we hope that you would uh, find it within your heart to support us three folks Mitch that, that, yeah, that talk about racing Not, each week. Nominate early, nominate often. Yeah, I think you can only nominate once. But when the voting start, I mean, if you can nominate ah. more than once, that's cool. I, I don't know. I haven't figured out a way around that because yeah, when I, I haven't went, tried, well, yeah. just create new email addresses. I probably should. I, no, I, I'm not saying to, to do any shady. Yeah, come on. We're going to be voter <laughs> fraud already. Opening up a can of worms there. Uh, nominations go through uh, October 18th and the voting starts on November 1st. So if we do get to be nominated like we were back in uh, 2018, <laughs> As one of the six finalists, then we're going to bug that crap out. That might be a reason not to nominate us because we're going to bug the crap out of you to vote for us every week. 
every day, not just every week, every day. And then people unfollow us from uh, Facebook or whatever. But... Mass emails, mass text. But then you're going to miss out, and you don't want to do that. There's a lot, a lot no, of stuff. No, especially with some of the, the big announcements we have coming up. Oh, yeah. Big stuff. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. A lot of big announcements. We're going to make yeah. that. Are we going to spill the beans on that tonight? I'll let you spill uh-huh. the beans on that uh, later on then. That's fine. Yeah, I, I saw it in the notes. Didn't know if we were going to talk about it yet. Oh, but yeah, I, think, I, I, think I, I put it at the end, didn't I? Yeah, I, I think we should promote it. I, I mean, we need to hammer out a few more details on it. Uh-huh, I, hammer it out. Uh, <laughs> but the gist of it's in place, and it's it's definitely a go. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to talking about it. Cool. All right. Well, Ron Miller Race Cars, thank you uh, to them for their support. Uh, that guy. Oh, again. Seven three four. Yeah, this guy right here. Eight five six seven two two three. Uh, get your race cars uh, to him if you, you need work done before next season. Right now, uh, coming up is the unbusy season for you. Right? When's that start? Thanksgiving. Uh actually, Thanksgiving kicks it back off again, Scott. Oh. You know, the, we're really kind of slow. Yeah, maybe to Halloween, people. Uh, I've had people calling about getting their stuff in already. I've had people calling. Uh, we've had amazing success with our Fremont truck program. Um, we, we've uh, we've nailed down a couple of new trucks that we're going to be building this winter, and I'm encouraging them to uh, get us off, get us going there. Uh, I, I'm. It's going to be a great winter. It, it's been an amazing summer, Scott. And next week, next weekend, you're going to be in a truck racing at Fremont rumor has it nice no yeah. um who's the other guy I can't think of his name right now old guy that Corey he, McCoy no he's not that old Art Ball Marquette. oh Art, Art Ball, Ball yeah how to get Art Ball come out of retirement race against you I think that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah then you get smoked by the old man and then you could say hey I got beat by an old guy did you see the red farmer is <laughs> racing this weekend talking about old guys something about oh no i was watching dale 86 years old right now he turns 87 in a couple of days uh he's just recovering from covid uh the doctors have given him the green light to race uh he's going to run hot laps in his heat race see how he feels uh if he feels fine he's going to run the feature event and uh he's back at it 87 years old my hero that's awesome. 87 years young. Thanks to Oakshade Raceway. We're the fastest meet to race every Saturday night during race season. Uh, they just wrapped up their race season last weekend. Uh, Kester Mowing. Also, uh, don't forget to give, give him a call. Champion of Oakshade Raceway there. So you got a champion that'll come out and cut your grass, uh, do some seeding, weed control, insects, whatever. Insect control. Not, he won't bring insects. He might if you. that's what you want. I, I suppose. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you'd want if that. You're willing, if you're willing to pay for it, yeah. yeah. And I last, know Steve. Last I heard, he's uh, still looking for uh, someone to hire. So if uh, you're into that kind of stuff, you want to work out, so you like to work outside, give uh, Steve a call, 419-466-3801. Tell him Hammerdown Racing Report sent you. Big D's over there in Clyde. Mention the Hammerdown Racing Report. Save 10% off any order. Uh, Millstream Speedway, still working to uh, get that track open. As I mentioned, coming up a little bit later on, we're going to uh, take you around uh, the track, you can see the current conditions as of this past weekend, as a matter of fact. It looks like uh, Jerry was saying, I was showing the video to them before we started here. And it's like, it's like we can go racing right now. It looks, 
it looks ready. A little bit of water. and Yeah. So we'll show you that in just a little bit. Uh, also, freeze frame photos for all your racetrack photos, whether on the track or in Victory Lane. Over 20 years of racing memories at Oakshade Raceway, Toledo Speedway, and other local tracks. Uh, if you want to do a, a photo shoot by appointment, he does that too. 419-476-9978. Uh, now we got a little update um, on that uh, controversy we were talking about last week at the end of the show. We brought Matt Swander in. Matt Swander, hopefully uh, he's feeling better too. He had uh, a little bit of issue with his knee there. Uh, missed out last race of the season flagging at uh, Oakshade Raceway. So our thoughts are with you, he Matt. Blow, he blowed her out. Yeah, he shouldn't do that. But uh, we got an update. After we did the show last week, uh, many phone calls were made. I'll let uh, Jerry take the lead on this one. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, actually talk directly with Ricky Reif. He also contacted the Conovers. Uh, everybody is amicable, amicable means at this point. Uh, Ricky agreed that, you know, the, the way he went about it may have been a little bit out of line. And like I said, they've, everybody's been able to discuss it. Everybody's happy with each other again. Ricky, like I said, great champion. Anybody who can win six features in a season at any racetrack is doing a hell of a job. And we're proud to have you know, had a chance to, to talk things out with him. And everybody's, like I said, everybody's happy now. I think we're in a good place and looking forward to seeing what the 2021 brings for the Ricky Reif and all that team and, and the Conovers. And he said he's going to be racing with the Conovers. Uh, I don't know if he, cause he called me, he called Ron, he called, he called everybody after yeah. the show and uh, uh, was apologizing. You know, very, very respectable thing to do. Um, Absolutely. Well, I don't remember. I thought he said he would be racing at Oakshade another year before going to like Lima and Eldora, but I could be wrong. I think I they're going to tinker a little bit at Lima and Eldora okay. next year. Uh, probably not weekly is the way I understood it, but obviously uh, Terry Rushlow, who's real close with all of them, has his car to race at Lima and Eldora. I know they're planning on being weekly. So I looking for, forward. I know for sure that Ricky's car is for sale and. Uh, May have already been sold, but uh, Ooh, really, yeah. The That's going to be car, an interesting piece for whoever ended up with that. The car oh, he buddy. was running this past year was for sale. Yes. That's what you're telling me. You're just yeah. now telling me this. Oh, <laughs> Ron! You want Ricky's phone number? Well, no, I got it. He doesn't call me, so <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he was selling. Maybe, he didn't maybe, mention that. Maybe, maybe I'll call him before you do. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Oh, we need then more. Then who's going to announce an Oakshade? More announcers that think they can race. That's just what this world needs. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think Gary Lindahl has uh, spent much time behind the wheel, though. So no, see, I thought we're he, safe there. I he could he be did. He, he could be busy announcing a lot of tracks. Scott got a message in the chat there from Terry Rushlow, letting us know that Ricky's taking the year off in 2021. Oh, okay, thanks, Terry. Appreciate that update. Uh, also coming up a little bit later, I'm kind of stalling now. We're going to push back the racing roundup because uh, we're going to be hearing from Gary here in about uh, three minutes or so. But uh, coming up a little bit later on, we'll be playing How Many? Your chance to win a Big D's pizza. And you guys, I, I told the winner who won already because I happen to know who the winner is. Uh, but you got, well, at least Ron will be surprised by the winner. He'll be like, oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. <laughs> Might be some cheating going on, some more rigging. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So that'll be coming up a little bit later on. And also we have this thing I wanted to touch on a little bit here, the Hammerdown Hotline, which we just started up. And I probably should put that in the crawl here, the actual number. It is 419-318-3081. Um, obviously you can't see the crawl if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio. But uh, it's this number we set up. 
where you can call and uh, pretty much uh, leave us a message anytime, day or night. And uh, we're going to play back. 24-7, Scott? We're going to play back some of the stuff, some of the best messages we get each uh, week at the end of the show. So since I just put it up this week and I was the only one to call, you're going to hear me and my call on there. And it's quite remarkable. Jerry heard it earlier. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, it's amazing. The best thing I've ever heard. So... (laughs) We would expect any less. Yeah, exactly. So there's the number for you. We'll put that up for for now. It's uh, 419-318-3081. Feel free to uh, leave a message anytime. Oh, there Uh, it is. That that is not the hotline, but this would be (laughs) Gary Lindahl. So uh, let's get Gary on the phone here. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. And uh, Hammer Down Racer Report. This would be Gary Lindahl. Gary Lindahl! You're on. Welcome to the show, my friend. Scott Hammer, Ron Uh, Miller, Jerry Keezer here uh, you're on the line with, and uh, we're on. How's it going, Gary? Oh, we're uh, doing great. I'm sitting here at Outer River Yacht Club on Edgewater Drive. Ron probably knows where that's at. Exactly. Uh, It's drawing night, so uh, we're, uh, we're doing the deal here with friends. All right. Well, and we've been trying to get you on the show for... For a while, a but, but but technology and golf has uh, kind of kept us apart. Yes, it has. <laughs> yeah, the golf game, I don't know about, but technology, really not uh, not not up on the technology yet. But good uh, good talking to you guys. What's on your mind? Well, the, the phones are working, so so that's cool. What? Uh, let me ask you this uh, before we get into to you and your announcing career, and I'm sure you got tons of uh, uh, stories you can share with us, or. Maybe, maybe that you couple. maybe that you can't share with us. Yeah, I had that to, too. I had, uh, we got the Riley Beal Classic coming up on uh, on Sunday at Toledo Speedway. I'm assuming you're you're at least working part of that, if not all of that. Uh, yes, I am. I will be there on Sunday. All right. Well, we got it's looking like a good field of cars. Uh, it's around 2024 cars and Ooh. three former winners: uh, Jerry Coons Jr. Cody Swanson, who pretty much will his own Toledo, and of course Bobby Santos, who's winning everything these days. We got three of those guys, and uh, Ron Hemmelgarn, who sponsors that Raleigh Deal uh, Memorial Classic, is uh, got Justin Grant, and he's leading the point standings right now, so that's cool. And we got Austin Niemeyer, a local local kid that's running, so that's all good. Does, is it looking like we're going to have some local talent? And and you answered it. Wow, you don't even have to ask. You don't have to ask Gary questions. He just knows. We just we can just sit back. <laughs> well, I figured yeah, I figured you guys want to know a little bit about that, and we added uh, because we hadn't raced the Flat Rock, and we couldn't really uh, do much racing at Toledo this year with fans. Thankfully, we have fans on Sunday, and uh, so we added uh, our uh, sportsman division on a half mile, and our you know features only for uh, the sportsman, the uh, factory stocks, the street stocks from Flat Rock, and the figure eights, just features only, and if we get you know, five, six cars, ten cars, we're going to run them. You know what I mean? Give the guys an opportunity that want to race. They'll be able to race Sunday. Absolutely. I'm understanding from some of my customers that uh, they're expecting a dozen, maybe even 15 of the sportsman cars, Gary. Well, I tell you what, that would be uh, that would be really neat. And, uh, you know, the sportsmen, they do put on a good show at Toledo. 
And of course, you got Ron Allen who uh, tested, and uh, Ron uh, just uh, this past season was voted into the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame. I read that. It was really a nice honor for uh, for Ron, you know, and uh, me. He's, he's only one of three drivers, which is amazing. Joy Fair, Bob Stute, and Ron Allen are the only three drivers on the short track end of ARCA racing that have won over 100 feature events, and uh, that's why Ron got in, you know, and well-deserved. Absolutely. So uh, what what have you been up to uh, to keep yourself busy other than uh, golfing this summer? Well, basically, you know, golfing and uh, drinking some beers, you know, <laughs> with friends. I mean, what else, what else was there to do? You know, there wasn't a whole lot to do, but uh, thankfully they kept the golf courses open, and I golf on Thursdays. That's why I couldn't get with you guys on Thursday, but our golf league's over now. And uh, I had some good days, bad days, you know, but, hey, I had a couple rounds in the 70s, which is pretty good for an old guy. <laughs> Yeah. So I was pretty happy with that, you know. So, um, but uh, anyway, you know, it's been, uh, been an interesting 2020, but we're really happy to get the last city in. It was a fabulous race, and Steve Needles finally got his win at Toledo. He should have won about four of them, and everything breaks at the end for the poor guy. But he finally got that win. We had 22 outlaw late models. We had 19 CRA cars, and uh, it was really neat. And, uh, of course, uh, Katie Hettinger, the young lady who ended up winning the uh, CRA championship, first woman ever to uh, win a championship in the CRA. Uh, she won the race that night. And, of course, I got a long history with the Hettinger family going back to uh, Jimmy, you know, and Chris sure. announced a lot of races that they were in. So that was really cool to see. And it was all good. Nice crowd. We had 1,500 people there. That's all we could have. So it was really a nice night. And we started at 5, and we were done at 820, you know, so that was all good. Talk about the junior class a little bit with that CRA group. Well, I tell you what, uh, they got, I think it's a 602 crate motor, if I'm not mistaken. Ron is more the technical guy than I am. But they are full-size uh, full cars, and, uh, yeah, well, they, they've been up a few fenders there at Toledo, but uh, doing a nice job. And that Katie Hedinger, she's really, really done a nice job with the boys, and she beat them on that day so that's kind of a neat deal to see them from you know like 12 to 15 years old is what that deal is CRA started right. so that's kind of neat to see the youngsters get involved in that and it gives them a little bit more advantage and they're running on a smaller track you know they run on the fifth mile at Toledo which was a good thing yeah you got, you're not going to run them on a half mile <laughs> yeah Gary my my first uh chance to see the the junior class was uh, out in california and and i guess it's uh, pretty prevalent at, at some of the tracks out there and uh it, it's just great to see those kids uh racing so hard and, and then they hop out and you think my god that kid was driving oh i know and then you sit there and you look at uh well the, the young man that won the cra race at toledo on the half mile, Carson Hosevar, and he's not 20 years old yet. Man, did he wheel a car. You know, so that's kind of neat to see. And the kid that finished second, I think it was 15 or 16. You know, so yeah. it's kind of neat to see those young kids uh, do that. And they are pretty sharp. And they, you know, mind their business. And they are, they're very fast. You know, so it's kind of neat to see new people coming into auto racing, if you know what I mean. And, you know, Ryan well, knows that. So you know important. that. It's, it is. It's very important, you know. And there's a lot of young drivers that are doing it. I mean, Sam Mayer's, uh, he's already got a NASCAR ride set up. And, and yeah, race. he's really good. That kid is really good. 17 you years know, old so there. That's kind of neat to see. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. 
So let, let's talk. What else is on your mind? Let, let's, huh? let's talk a little bit uh, about you because uh, you have uh, two other racetrack announcers here on the phone with you. And not to try and make you feel old, but I was uh, in high school and I'd be going to Flat Rock and, and watching. And my parents, I think when they were dating, uh, no, it might have been after they were dating, would be at going to Flat Rock, watch Joy Fair race. And, uh, and, uh, I guess about the time you were starting out, because my dad said something about Howard Williams. Um, how did you get started? Oh. How, how was working with, with Howard Williams? Get, tell us a, a little bit about that. Well, you know what? I, I personally did not get a chance to, to work with Howard Williams because I'm originally from Jackson, Michigan. Okay. So the announcing that I did was at Spartan Speedway and the Butler Motor Speedway and uh, tracks like that. Actually, I started out writing for Mark Times. That was in 1979. And I started uh, filling in in uh, 1979. I'll tell you how it happened. I was uh, working uh, the Mark Times and also the Jackson Citizen Patriot as a stringer doing a local auto racing stories. And uh, Dennis Castile was a track announcer at Spartan Speedway. And uh, I knew him, and that was when we had uh, Paul and Dorothy Zimmerman own Spartan at the time. And I was up there all, all the time. And Dennis and I were friends. Well... I walked in there one one night, and I looked at Paul. I said, hey, where's Dennis at? You know, early, because I got there early. And then he goes, well, as Paul Zimmerman could only do in his voice, well, Gary, Dennis isn't going to be here for three weeks, and he said you'd announce. And I went, well, that would have been nice if Dennis would have told me that. You know? <laughs> so never told me. So the first, it took me five times. And if you guys understand, the first time you turn a microphone, it's five times you turn the microphone on. And then I got through the first night. Second night, a little bit better. And by the third night, I'm going, you know what? God, I love this. I was very fortunate because I, I grew up with uh, guys around down the road. Shoot, I was like 13 years old, 12, 13 years old, and went in the, you know, in the back of pickup trucks going to Manchester Speedway, guys from Jackson race there and they race at Jackson Motor Speedway and they throw in the back of the pickup truck and we'd go along. So I grew up with all those guys. You know, there's like there was Donnie Taylor, there was um, you know, Benny Snyder, there was Gary Fedewa, Butch Fetal, all these guys and I grew up with them. You know, so when I started announcing at Spartan, they just kinda went, Hey, we finally got one of our guys that's an announcer. And the one thing that I learned was I did a lot of MSPA races because apparently the guys uh, work in a lot of those places couldn't be there on a Wednesday night. I was a salesman, so I had a flexible schedule. So I did a lot of MSPA races, and I met, met Ralphie Rotten Baker for one of the first times, and it was Ionia Speedway. And I got done announcing, of course, me. I was used to going having some beers with the guys after the races were like that, and I was sitting there talking with Ralphie Rotten. He looked at me, and he goes, do you realize for all the years I've raced, you're only the second announcer in my lifetime that I ever met. That taught me a real hard lesson right there. You know, for somebody that was that involved in auto racing for all those years, and he only met two announcers, myself and Mick Schuler. That was it for all those years. So wow. that's, that was, that's something that I, was I absolutely amazing. So it taught you to be more involved, I'll bet. Well, first of all, here's my thing. You know, and I would tell anybody that's starting out and announcing now, get off the computer, go down in the pit area, talk to the drivers. And I knew all the crew guys, too. So talk to the crew guys, too. And it didn't matter what division. I don't care if it was a 
uh, lead sled, bomber, you know, four-cylinder, all the way up to the late models of sprint cars. I talked to everybody. So that's how you kind of got to be known uh, doing those things. And it certainly helped for writing for the Mark Times for four years before I got involved in, in uh, announcing, too. So have you ever actually raced at all, or is it just the announcing? Well, here's my thing. Uh, you know, we used to have those fun nights, and uh, we had the uh, train race. Mm-hmm. So Fr- Frankie Boxdance, who is a flagman now, he was a figure-eight driver. So Frankie was the wheel man. I was the brake man. <laughs> and I did it first at Flatrack or whatever like that. And those guys couldn't wait to trash us. I mean, we went down and we got the green flag. We come around through the intersection and we go into turn one. And, you know, the rebel Dennis Wisman, he had to dump us right away. Laughing like crazy or <laughs> like that. Then my chain, my chain broke at Flat Rock, you know. So guess what? I'm sitting almost in the middle of the intersection. Well, all these cars flying by. So Frankie comes around behind me and starts pushing me. I thought he was going to push me off the racetrack. Oh, no, we're going to still race. So basically, the Lindahl rule became an effect when you lose your chain, you're out of the race. But we finished the race. And then Frankie dumped me at the end of that race, you know. And I had no, you know, you got no motor in the brake car or anything like that. He dumped me, spins me out. I'm sitting down there. Here comes the safety crew. Oh, my God, Gary, you're on fire. And they sprayed the heck out of me. <laughs> with all that water and everything. <laughs> so, you know, it was just one of those things, you know. It, it must and have been I an alcohol it fire. Too. Yeah, been. no kidding. Yeah, right. Like I had a motor, you know. So, you know, and I couldn't do the Fred Flintstone thing and just put my feet through the floorboard and get out of the way, you know. So, but it's been interesting, you know, and, and everything, you know, just like Ron knows, you know, I've been around for a long, long time. And growing up at in Jackson with Jackson Motor Speedway and, and, and Super Modified is actually the thing that I really love because that's what I grew up with. But I mean, you know, seeing, you know, Jim Cushman in the wing when it started in the 910 and the guys stretching, you know, like an 8-inch tire, a uh, 6-inch tire and welding two, you know, welded stuff together so they could stretch them out to 10-inch tire so they had a bigger right rear and, and, you know, and all those things growing up to see all the technology that happened through the years. I mean, it's just been an amazing thing for me and growing up. And I guess I've been around forever, like Ron, older than dirt. <laughs> yeah, that's, you it. know, dirt still. Has well, you know, that, Ron, you know, he's been around for a long time, too. So, you know, but I still enjoy announcing. I still enjoy, you know, the people and everything. And this was a tough year. It would have been. If we had a race at Toledo, it had been my first year since 1979 not announcing a race. Wow. Wow. So you how, know, so. How did you get interested in racing? I mean, was that something you were interested well, in growing up? Well, here's the story. My dad, my mom, and I was young. I was like three years old, four years old in that range. And uh, my mom was a waitress. So she was gone on the weekends on Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night. And, uh. So she told my dad, take little Gary, do something with a little Gary, you know? Well, our neighbors were uh, race fans. So he goes, why don't you go to the races, take him to the races at Jackson Motor Speedway? And that's basically how it started. So 
I was going to Jackson on Saturday nights, my dad. And then they built Lansing Motor Speedway in 56. So we found out that was on Friday night. So then we were going Friday night to Lansing, Saturday to Jackson. And then we uh, where my dad sat, uh, people from Monroe, Michigan, Polly and Harry Orford, who became really good friends, uh, they had connections to Toledo Raceway Park. So as a kid, I was going to Lansing on Friday, Jackson on Saturday, and then Toledo Raceway Park on Sundays. So I got to see every bit of every good super modified racing that was going on in the Midwest. Sounds like a nice childhood, nice nice way to grow up. Well, it certainly was, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, and if you got any add anything on your bucket list, uh, probably, you know, they closed Jackson before I became an announcer. They closed. 73. So, you know, that's one place I would probably would have liked to announce. But, uh, you know, ended up announcing at a lot of different racetracks. In fact, the first year I did that, when I told you the Spartan story, I was also doing Butler. Well, Larry Hartle couldn't be at Butler one night. And uh, the owners found out. They go, well, you announced at Spartan. You're just good. They didn't get anybody. They just had me announce. <laughs> and then the last time I did Spartan, Jack Doring, who owned Dixie Motor Speedway and Auto City Speedway at the time was in the grandstand. And he called me up and he goes, Gary, I don't have anybody for my Dixie Classic. Would you be interested? And I'm going, are you kidding me? The Dick, of course I would, you know. So then he goes, well, I got a sideshow at Auto City. So I did Auto City, you know. So I did four racetracks in three months, you know, which is, basically unheard of a lot of guys do one racetrack their whole career or they you know or a couple racetracks and i did four in one year which was you know really <clears throat> a blessing and my claim to fame at auto city speedway is i announced the last dirt race and the very first pavement race there well that's impressive. i was announcing at the time yeah, yeah that is you know so speaking of and uh, it was interesting go ahead Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, Ron's a big uh, proponent of, of dirt track racing. And, you know, you said Butler, you mentioned any other uh, dirt tracks that that you've worked at? And, and do you have a preference between dirt and asphalt? Scott, I love uh, both races. I love pavement and dirt. You know that. <laughs> well, I know that. Well, me, me, I love them both. And actually, I became the track announcer at Spartan and became the track announcer at Butler. So Friday night it was pavement, Saturday night it was dirt. And it was a whole different cast of characters. So I was meeting, uh, you know, a whole lot of different people in different places. So then when I went to do an MSPA race, like I did Ione Fairground, shoosh, and uh, that was dirt. And uh, I knew a lot of the guys that uh, were racing the MSPA, you know, like Dick Krupp, who was uh, just went to the Hall of Fame as well with Ron Allen this year. Uh, he was a great racer and uh, knew that whole crew, knew John Ramos very well. In fact, I rode up down the road with Ed Cooper. And crewed on the car before I ended up doing the Mark Times thing and uh, everything else. So, you know, there's uh, there's a lot of history and everything. And I'll also tell you this, uh, not a lot of people know it, but I was one of the founding fathers of the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame. And I was really? one of the youngest guys. Yes, I was one of the youngest guys that was involved in uh, starting that way back in the early 80s. And now I'm the master of ceremonies along with Leo Pago. Uh, every year when we have that banquet, and it's so neat to something that you s were involved in and starting to see that go to fruition and do all those things, you know, and it's really neat to see a lot of my friends. You know, Tim Felver is one of my best friends, 
in auto racing from Spartan days and main event and all that. And he went in the Hall of Fame, you know, and to be the master of ceremonies like that or like a Dave Kuhlman or, or uh, Andy Bozell or all these people that, uh, you know, I grew up with. And then to be the MC and you're there and they're going to the Hall of Fame and the reaction and everything. So that is one of the things uh, I'm going to say feather in the cap. You know what I mean? Gary, yeah, uh, you you must working with the Mark Times. You must have uh, known uh, the BB family pretty well. Oh, I, oh, I knew them very well. BB and, and oh, I knew yeah. Dick and Pat. And uh, well, the funny thing is, and uh, I don't know, uh, I, I I did some crazy things with the Mark Times. And when I was doing the, uh, you know, I did I did a quiz one time, and I was only going to do that one week. And I did the quiz and uh, didn't put the answers in until the next week. And I could not believe how many people, you know, love that quiz. And Dick, it actually went to the point of telling Pat, when I continued with the quiz, told Pat, you know, why doesn't the dumb SOB put the answers in his column? And Pat looked at him and goes, you know why, Dick? Because they got to buy the paper next week to find out the answers. You <laughs> dumbass. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. You know. So that was, uh, you know. But the BBs, uh, they taught me a lot. You know uh, about auto racing, and I did a lot of things with them. You know, as far as that goes, and Mick Schuler was an old Jackson boy too. So I did a lot of announcing with Mick at Kalamazoo, and that's how I got to know the Bozells and. You know, all those other people, you know, all the great racers down in that area. So, you know, Jackson was, uh, at the time, pretty centrally located. So I got to a lot of different racetracks and a lot of places, uh, you know, and sometimes, like I went to Dixie for the very first time, I announced. I went to Tri-City, the trick track. Very first time I'd ever been there. And Fred Warner called me. Did that. Very first time I'd seen that racetrack and announced. So, but I've always been blessed. And the first thing I always did was make sure that I knew the scoring crew, and that's another thing I would tell announcers. If they want to really learn their trade, is to learn how to score a race. The best thing you can do is learn how to score a race. And I'm not talking about, a, you know, transponders or anything like that. Look at the race. Because you guys know, if you've announced, you got basically one second for a moment. There's a moment you can't look at a computer. you got to be looking at the race. And that's where I learned, you know, from all the great scoring crews that I worked with over the years who taught me how to score as well as doing that. And I got to give some props to the figure eight crew because they're the ones that really took me under wing when we do Spartan stuff or whatever like that. And I'll tell you a quick story where Lookout came from. <laughs> I was speaking, at- <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of which, we had a request uh, in our comments here. Dutch Ferguson wants, uh, wants you to, to say Lookout. Well, I, I will do. I'll tell you what. I, I'll give you the story. All right. I, Little I'm preface. At <laughs> I'm, at, I, I'm at Spartan doing a figure eight race. One of the first figure eight races I ever did. You know, and they're starting to get a little closer, a little closer at the intersection. And now it looks like two guys are going to crash. Those, those guys are pretty good. But two guys are going to crash, and they just miss, missed each other. And for some reason, I blurted out, Look out! <laughs> and... There's the blonde that was sitting down below me, and she had a full beer. 
When I yelled, look out, she threw that beer in the air, and everybody around her looked up and goes, we're going to get wet. And it was right in front of me. So I'm going, you know what? I got something here. You know? So that's where the lookout came from. That's and awesome. I've used it ever since. Used it ever since. You know? And it still works. It and still I couldn't works. tell you how many places I go through, you know, and people just yell at me, look out, look out. You know? So that's where that came from. Uh, again, we're on the phone with uh, Gary Lindahl, voice of uh, Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about this weekend's event. Before we get to that, uh, one more question uh, on your past here. Uh, what, what are some of the craziest, uh, I mean, there's probably lots of these, but what are maybe just the top two craziest moments uh, that you've had to do the call for, you know, announcing a, at a racetrack? Well, I'll tell you what happened to me. And if you guys uh, know anything about the World 3-Hour, figure eight at the speed room. Right. In Indy is a three hour figure eight in Indy. So I'm down there with the crew and you know, the flat rock guys and just visiting, you know, and I knew John styles and his son, John jr. Who were promoters of the track at the time. And, and I'm sitting there. Well, I got rained out on Saturday. So I come back Sunday, of course, you know, Saturday night. Yeah, we're all partying and doing everything, you know. So I might have been a little hungover. So I'm in line in the pit line, and here comes John and John Jr. And they're going, where have you been? I go, well, got a little drunk out last night. So, you know, I was at McDonald's and that. They go, we need to talk to you right now. And I'm going, oh, my God, what do the guys do? What You know, I'm thinking all these worst things are like that. They pulled me aside, and they go, we don't have an announcer. Kevin, our announcer, is the radio guy, and it's football season, and he's got to be on the radio today. And I'm going, really? (laughs) Had a half hour to prepare (laughs) to do the last two hours of the World Championship figure eight with uh, three- or four-time winner Kenny St. John, who was the color guy. And, uh, man, I tell you what, there's a lot of lookouts. And at one time, there was 41 cars on that little track that I had to try to figure out who was doing what, you know? So that's uh, that's a pretty, uh, that was a crazy time. And then, another time, they reopened Salem Speedway. Mm-hmm. And Arca was down there. This was Bob Logo was alive. And I'm sitting there, and I go, you know, I was down there and just... Uh, uh, doing different things, helping them out a little bit here and there. Well, they didn't have a assistant flagman on Saturday and they had outlaws and they, they had outlaw late models and they had that. So I was in the flag stand with Jim Clark that Saturday. So we go up Sunday and I get there early. Well, it was a beautiful day and you got to remember Salem had been closed for 10 years. So here comes this massive crowd. It's like 10 o'clock in the morning. Bob Logan looks at me and he goes, get on the microphone. I'm going, I'm not the announcer. (laughs) You know, he goes, get on the microphone. Okay. So I'm going through all this stuff or whatever like that. So they had a, uh, Salem had hired a dirt track announcer or whatever like that. It's getting to be like 1230. This race is going off like at two o'clock. So I'm going, you know, and Logan's sitting there looking at me. He goes, well, where's the other guy? We're like that. And I'm going, I have no clue, you know? So, it was about 12.30, and I'm on the microphone, and a guy walks in. He looks at me, and he goes, oh, thank God. Arca's got an announcer. 
and he walked out the door and never came back. Oh, jeez. Logan oh. looked at me and he goes, "Who was that?" I goes, "Well, that was your announcer." Bob Logan looked at me and he goes, "All right, here's what we're doing: one thirty driver introductions, quarter to two national anthem, and you better be able to get that green flag at two o'clock." And I'm going, "I was just here visiting." <laughs> Sounds like you, you shouldn't know, go to any new tracks anymore. You you just show I up and you'll be the announcer. I, you know, I know, and there's uh, there's a whole bunch more stories like that. Is as well, Scott, too. Scott, you needed to know Bob Loga to, to to fully appreciate. Oh, that. without a doubt. You know, I mean that. You know, and a lot of people don't know about Bob Loga. And you're right, Ron. You know Bob Loga. And yes, Scott, sir. you probably didn't, but I tell you what, that <laughs> doesn't that sound like him? That's exactly oh, what yeah. happened. You yes, know, sir. so <laughs> so those are a couple of crazy times. I mean, there's a bazillion more, but those are two of the crazier. All right, well, let's when not... I had no anticipation of announcing it at all. You know when you go some and you're not prepared? And then all of a sudden you get thrown into a situation. But actually, in the long run, it was more fun. It's sink or swim. Probably made you a better announcer, there too. There you go. Yeah. Well, I made you think on your feet, that's for sure. There's <laughs> no doubt about that. That's kind of how I got my start. Like, hey, show up on Sunday. Like, okay. I know. What am I, what am I doing? I uh, know. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit before we let you go here about uh, this Sunday's event at Toledo Speedway, the Rally Build Classic. I know we talked a little bit about it earlier. Uh, what are some of the big stories uh, going into this event? Uh, I saw that uh, Hemelgarn Racing uh, is going for you know something that's rarely been done with the winning the, that racing team winning the uh, Indy 500 this year and then trying leading the the uh, Silver Crown points um, going into these final two races. Oh, I know. You know, that's a great story. And I tell you what, Ron Helmogarn has been a great supporter of auto racing, and he's been a great supporter of Toledo Speedway, every open-wheel show we've had, basically. You know, Ron has, has basically done it for us and, you know, supported us. And, uh, you know, there's nobody that would like to see Justin Grant win that championship, you know, more than me, because that's Ron's, you know, Ron's car owner of that. And, uh, yeah, you know, he won Indy. You know, I think, I believe it was in 1996. Yeah. And then, but you look at the car owners and everything like that. I mean, you know, it's A.J. Floyd Enterprises, Bell Spinelli Jones. I mean, you know, you go down the history of that, and it's really neat to see, you know. And so there's a lot of history there. And Justin Grant's really good there, too. I mean, and I know those guys tested there this week. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But I'm, uh, you know, as an announcer, you're not supposed to root for anybody. But I, I, I kind of got a little... That, that in my heart for that, Austin Niemeyer, uh, for the Niemeyer family, because I knew sure. Jerry and the whole family very well. God, that I grew up with Jerry, you know, and uh, God, God bless him and God speed to him. That, uh, you know, I kind of, I root for those guys too. You know, you got a little rooting interest here and there. So but, and uh, that, the guys. I was going to say, that's uh, that was going to be my next question. Who who are your picks uh, for, for the ones to watch this weekend? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't... Uh, you know, Cody Swanson is just absolutely fabulous at Toledo. You know, I, I, I got to say that. I think he's won four times. And uh, Bobby Santos, he's been winning everything. And and really good guy, you know. And, and uh, of course, Jerry Coons Jr. hasn't been racing as much, but he's also a past winner there. So those are basically the guys that I'd really be looking for. Justin Grant's got every opportunity to win that race, too. But, if I had to pick one guy, Cody Swanson would be it until somebody beats him. You know, and Santos would probably be right there with him. That's what I'm thinking. 
All right. Sounds good. Any good uh, picks? Any, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but do you know if there's a, an alternative date or anything or some kind of plan should the R word happen to happen on Sunday? I, that I could not tell you, and I don't think there's a rain date. Okay. You're not supposed to say the R word, though. That's always no, what I've been told. No. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> do you know if uh, tickets still available for that? I know you're probably not the one to talk to if somebody asked me. I well, you know, I, I believe they we'll are, and I think I think what happens is uh, they did uh, online sales. Yeah, and they're probably cut off like at uh, you know Friday like maybe night five o'clock on Friday. Yeah. yeah, Friday at five o'clock, and then they have uh, the walk up, which uh, the gates open at eleven. So I'm sure they would have tickets available at eleven o'clock. So on Sunday, ToledoSpeedway.com. I'm sure we'll have uh, all the information there that, uh, that they you do. So, I know uh, us three uh, plan on uh, going out there Sunday. So uh, we'll we'll see you out there, Toledo Speedway for the uh, Rally Beal Classic. That'll be a good time. That's awesome. Always good to see that. Always good to see the old guy Ron. You know, it's always <laughs> hey, good to see come him. on now. You know what it's a man. <laughs> God love you. You're still racing. I root for you, dang it. But anyway, uh, this you. is kind of interesting for me to. too because here here I am talking to a Ron and Scott. Who do I work for? Ron and Scott. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought about that. I'm going, geez, how about that? We had that problem earlier uh, talking to Scott Schultz. We had him on a, a few weeks ago, and I told him we were going to talk to you you uh, tonight. And uh, he's like, that's your problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's usually the way that goes, too. And uh, Scott and I have probably been together for, oh, it's got to be 40 years, close to it. Anyway, doing stuff. But I started in uh, at Flat Rock in 85 and Toledo in 99. Nice. And any plans uh, to walk away from it anytime soon, or are you, you in this for the long run, like Ron? Well, as long as I can still walk up the stairs and still get behind the microphone and still remember names, I'm good to go. There you go. So yeah. I got no plans. No plans to quit yet. All right. Nobody will let one. me. Nobody will let me. Well, yeah. You know? You'll just show up on another track. You'll have another job. I know. <laughs> I know. And to be honest with you, I did get offered another job this year. Oh, geez. Where? Tell us. Oh, no. I'm oh. not going to go there. Michigan track. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, I'm five minutes from Toledo, and I'm 25 minutes from Flat Rock. What do you think I'm going to do? I did my traveling in my younger days. You know what I mean? Gotcha, yeah. Good place to be. Uh, I'm sure you'd answer an emergency call if, uh, if necessary, though. I would help anybody out that needed help. Ah, uh, And, and I've done that over the years. Yes, I have. I'm going to remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right gary oh boy gary lindell again uh, we appreciate the time oh i tell you what great talking to you guys and love that and i got to tell you my partner rich ranch you know that he's oh, yeah. got another show you know uh, that, that he does and he thought i was uh dissonant because i was doing your show oh <laughs> we talked to we talked to him oh he's, i know yeah. you talked to rich yeah but i gotta dog him a little bit you know what i mean oh that's fine i can he said he that. was he, he said he was watching <laughs> watching your show tonight, seeing what's going to happen. I said, well, I'm just calling in, so put a picture of me next to you, okay? <laughs> That's what I forgot yeah. to do. I just got, we got text on the screen. Just says Gary Lindahl on the phone, so. Okay. Next time. All right. We'll get it next time, there, so. There you go. All right, man. And we'll we s- made it through this one, so obviously there'll be a return engagement. Oh, of course. Uh, there's there's more story. All right. <laughs> Looking forward there's to it. There's many more stories. You know, good talking to you guys. Yeah, we'll see you Appreciate out there. It, we'll see you at Toledo on uh, Sunday. All right. Yeah, right. good talking to you, Scott. Good talking to you, Ron, as always.
right. Especially Ron. I'm for the old guys myself. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We'll, we'll see, see you. you guys. All right. Bye. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Gary Lindahl, he meant to say goodbye to you too, Jerry. I'm sorry. You're you're the new guy still. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm the youngest of the three of us. So he yeah. was, he was yeah. being nice talking to the old guys. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's not good. much of a challenge here. <laughs> so uh, we still have that update uh, for uh, what's going on down at Millstream Speedway. Some video there for that. We have the uh, Hammerdown Hotline. We, we got a lot to do here still. How about we uh, go through the racing roundup uh, from last week? All the action, Jerry. Sounds good. This week's racing roundup. Starting with Oakshade Raceway, Rusty Smith picked up his sixth sportsman feature win of the year. Casey Noonan won in the topless late models. Uh, Adam Lance picking up the Bomber A. Uh, going back to the late models, got to give a, a shout-out to Jeff Geis. Had a great run going, led over half of that race. Cautions kind of caught up to him in case he was able to run him down, but still a great show by Jeff Geis nearly picking up his first win of 2020 at Oakshade. Uh, Adam Lance picking up his second consecutive Bomber A main. Corey Gum winning his seventh compact win of the season. Uh, and Shane Stuckey picking up the Bomber B main. Amy Clare putting on a show in the Dipman Motorsports Australian Pursuit Race, taking off out front, able to hold off all challengers. And pick oh, up she that didn't win. hold them off. She drove away from yeah, them. She, yeah, she, she was impressive. That was, uh, impressive. that was a great show. Yep, glad to see that. With that, wraps up the 2020 season in Oakshade. We're looking forward to seeing everybody back in 2021. Uh, you'll see Scott will have all the details on that as it comes around. <laughs> so no, uh-huh. You'll know what we're doing next year. <laughs> it'll be a little while before we get to that. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll we gotta be a get through while. the banquet first. That's right. Yeah, so hoping to be a part of that as well and come down and have a good time. Uh, Fremont Speedway was in action with 17-year-old Zeb Wise from Angola, Indiana. Led all 30 laps to win the fast 410 sprint feature. And my buddy Dustin Engel from Harrod, Ohio, picked up his first career non-wing sprint car feature for the Boss Series at Fremont. It's been a long time coming. He's He's been close. He's been fast. And finally breaking through last Saturday night at Fremont. Paul Weaver in victory lane again in the 305. Oh, what, what can you say? I mean, he's, he's just dominant. Should we just pre-record that for next weekend? Yeah, we move Paul on Weaver. as well. Well, Paul Weaver already won. It, it, you can either say Paul Weaver, Jamie Miller, yeah. you can, uh, Lucas Oil Late Model Series. Josh Richards won the Friday night before the Jackson at Brownstown Speedway in Indiana. Uh, Tim McCready went to Victory Lane in a Saturday's 41st annual Jackson 100 at Brownstown. Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models, excuse me, the Great Lakes 50 at Raceway 7 has been canceled due to forecasted rain. So they're going to go ahead and head to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, PPMS, for the 32nd annual Pittsburgher 100 on Saturday. The Ollie's Bargain Outlet All-Stars were off this week. They're back in action on October 9th and October 10th at Fremont Speedway for the Jim uh, Ford Classic. I forgot Big to update that in the notes there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Good I job. Thought, Good job. Beforehand. All right. <laughs> no, World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action with Donnie Schatz picking up his first race win in 18 races last Thursday at Plymouth, Indiana. 
Sheldon Hodenshield won at his home track in Wayne County in Worcester, Ohio. Uh, just smoked him at Wayne County. Sheldon looked great, and it looked like he was going to do the exact same thing on Saturday at Lernerville, but bad luck caught him. Blew a tire with two laps to go, handed the, nah. the lead and the win over to that's, David That's a Gravel. couple weeks in a row that the, the those tires are having some issues there. I wonder if there's there's something going on. Is that – Well, they, they – they mark a tire. They got to run the same tire all night. So it's, it's up to the teams to decide how aggressive they want to be. And sometimes it bites you. And Sheldon is one of those guys who's he's going to put it all on the line every lap, no matter what he's there to put on a show. And it, you know, it got him, but it's still, he had a decent weekend. He came back to finish 13th, even with that. So good run for Sheldon. Uh, next up for the outlaws this weekend is the Williams Grove national ocean open. Sponsored by Champion Oil Racing, uh, and that's this Friday and Saturday, once again, at Williams Grove Speedway in Pennsylvania. 56-year-old Scott Bloomquist led all 50 laps at Thunder Mountain Speedway last Friday night for a $10,000 victory in the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Models. That's Ron's favorite driver there. Punk kids. <laughs> <laughs> Bloomers had a bad year. Uh, not only yeah. you know, has, has it been winning and you know lost – you know, uh, Chris Madden left the team and right. so I think read some stories. People thought he was on a de- decline. I, I don't think Scott Bloom was going anywhere. It was that the droop rule or something. Uh, trying to figure out uh, that I believe was with some of the issues that Bloomquist has been having this year. And if anybody thinks that he ain't going to figure it out, they're probably sorely mistaken. So we'll see how it goes the remainder of this year and heading into the next year for Bloomquist. Uh, Saturday night, Brandon Shepard beat Jared Miley by 0.302 seconds, just over three-tenths of a second, and an exciting green-white checkered finish at Thunder Mountain for the $10,000 win. Next up for the World of Outlaws Late Models is the Mike Duval Memorial at Cher- Cherokee Speedway in South Carolina this Friday, and then at 411 Speedway in Tennessee on Saturday. In the Arkham Menard Series, Ty Gibbs notched the win Saturday night at Memphis International Raceway in the Sioux Chief Power Pex 200. It was his second consecutive win in the sixth of the season. Sam Mayer, who we've talked about a lot this year as well, finished second, and he wrapped up the Sioux Chief Showdown Championship. Uh, next up for the Arkham Menard Series, the Illinois Truck and Equipment Allen Crown 100 at the Springfield Mile at the Illinois State, Fairgr- State Fairgrounds on the dirt on yes, this Sunday. One so, mile dirt fairgrounds track, fun place. Cool. Is that the one that uh, is it? Doug Drown that runs that sometimes. There's some late model guy that that runs that with them. Uh, no. Uh, Who am I thinking of? Uh, Twenty four fa- car. Fager? Ah. Fager. I don't know. It's not that important. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Ducoin. Those are two of the coolest. Yeah. Coolest right. Races year for the ARCA. Shame COVID's taken Ducoin away from us, but at least we get Springfield in this year. So that's on Sunday at 3 p.m. on MAV TV if anybody's interested in watching that, if we're not at Toledo enjoying the Silver Crown races. Austin Hill won Friday's World of Out Wingate 200 NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoor Truck Series race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway and NASCAR events over the weekend. Chase Briscoe dominated in NASCAR Xfinity Series race in the Alsco 300 at Vegas for his eighth win of the season. I'm telling you, between him and Larson, it, it, it's a coin flip who should be moving up next year. So we'll, we'll see who uh, Stewart wants yeah. to get in that car first. Kurt Busch uh, beat a... Uh, Scott's guy, Matt DiBenedetto, in Sunday evening South Point 400 Cup race at Vegas. Next up for NASCAR, 
Talladega Super Speedway for all three series this weekend. Uh, the truck series will be the Talladega 250 Saturday at 1 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, the Xfinity Series Ag Pro 300 will be on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. And then the Cup Series will be on Sunday, the Yellowwood 500 at 2 p.m. on NBC and Buckeye Country 103.7. And that'll do it for this weekend week's racing roundup. I'm picking Kyle Larson to win the spring race at Bristol. I you think, think that's probably... I saw a meme earlier today. I think it was a picture of Larson looking like Superman or something. And it said something about Larson just heard they're racing dirt at Bristol or something like that. Oh, that was a spoiler alert. That was your big announcement, Scott. What? What are you talking about? If Chase Briscoe moves up, you better not hand the win over quite yet to Mr. Larson. So a couple of, I don't know. A couple of new stories uh, to get to here before we get to uh, that Millstream update and all, everything else we got to do here. Um, it took uh, only eight races for Gracie Trotter to enter her name in the history books. The 19-year-old drove away with the win in the General Tire 150 Saturday at the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. In the process, Trotter became the first female winner of an ARCA-sanctioned event. Trotter fended off uh, BMR teammate Gio Selzy on a uh, late race restart with 10 laps to go and then drove away to win by uh, almost a second. Uh, Arca Menards uh, Series West Point leader Jesse Love finished third to give BMR a sweep of the podium. So that was uh, what used to be the K&N West Series, now uh, Arca West Series female picking up a win there. So another name maybe to uh, look for, uh, joining the the likes of uh, Haley Deegan and uh, Natalie Decker. Speaking of uh, Natalie Decker, uh, we'll skip ahead here. She was forced to withdraw from the uh, Las Vegas truck race uh, just before the start of it last weekend. Her, I believe it was Friday night, as a matter of fact. Her truck was uh, all ready to run, and she went to the medical center, I guess, as everybody does, for clearance to race, and they deemed that she was not fit to race, forcing her to pull out moments before the start of the race. Uh, Decker tweeted out the following on Saturday, quote, I know all of you are wondering what happened and what is going on, we are boarding soon to get back home where there will be more tests run so they can further evaluate and diagnose. Uh, I will let you know as soon as that is complete. Thank you for all your prayers and support, unquote. Uh, of course, she had surgery to have her gallbladder removed last December and uh, had some issues so, with the recovery for, for that. So she's had some, uh, some medical issues this year. Um, I haven't seen any updates since Saturday as to what's going on there. So I don't know if she's going to be in the race this weekend or not. Um, NASCAR has issued a hefty penalty to uh, Hendrick Motorsports after the organization exceeded its uh, maximum amount of wind tunnel testing time. Due to the infraction uh, away from the track, the four-car NASCAR Cup Series organization was hit with an L2 penalty for violating sections 5.3.E of the NASCAR rulebook. Uh, that relates to the wind tunnel testing. The team exceeded its wind tunnel testing wind tunnel testing time and was fined one hundred thousand dollars and a loss of ten hours of wind tunnel testing time from <laughs> two thousand twenty uh, through two thousand. Scott, the crazy part about that is that they turned themselves in. Yeah, I, I read that too. They were the, they were the <laughs> ones that told NASCAR that they had exceeded the limits. I'm guessing that it must have been something obvious that they would have found out. Ryan Unzicker, uh, that's who it was that yes, runs it was. Uh, those uh, yep. ARCA races. Thanks, Doug Frost. Appreciate that. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I saw that, too, that they turned themselves in. I'm guessing that they only uh, did that because they were going to get caught anyways. But what hurts the most probably is the 10 hours of uh, testing time that they're going to lose out on from next year. 
So, um, speaking of uh, Hendrick Motorsports, yeah. Oh, okay. Chad Chad Knauss, uh, is ending his tenure as the NASCAR Cup Series crew chief. Knauss, a winner of seven NASCAR Cup Series championships. Uh, with Jimmy Johnson at Hendrick Motorsports, has been promoted to vice president of competition for the team. He'll assume the role uh, following the conclusion of the current season. Knaus uh, will oversee the technical development of Hendrick Motorsports' entire stable of race cars, including its implementation of NASCAR's 2022 next-gen vehicle, which apparently he's going to lose out on 10 hours of wind tunnel testing for that. Oops. Yeah. Test his technical skills there. Uh, did you see who was uh, announced as the latest driver to join the SRX series, the Superstar Racing Experience series? Tony Stewart. Who dad? Who dad? Who dad? Chalk, chalk one up for the old guys. It's an old guy. It's a very old guy. Is he very? I think he might be old. old. Is he? he he's got to be. He's got to be getting up there. Awesome, Bill from Dawsonville. Dawsonville. All yeah. right. Bill Elliott is uh, the latest one to be announced for that series. It's going to be an interesting series next year. Uh, I agree. To watch a lot of big names there. But very entertaining guys, too. Not just your run-of-the-mill guys that are boring interviews. I mean, we're talking guys like Bobby Labonte, who's always been a fun interview to watch. Bill Elliott's always been great to hear talk. A lot of personality in that series. Yes, yes. Uh, NASCAR released yeah. uh, the 20... 20- I'm not giving up on Daryl Waltrip. That'd be interesting. He would fit in. <laughs> Jaws. I don't, I don't, although, yeah. after that... Uh, what, that Two-seat that, late model, that, right? Yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Eldora... Yeah. Uh, with Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, yep. I don't know that he's got the cojones to, to do that anymore. <laughs> well, that's a little different to be sitting on the well, right side. That's true, side yeah. And with Tony not in control. They, they, exactly. they give him a fake steering wheel, though, to hang on to. <sighs> Go for a ride. Was there a steering wheel or was it just a bar on that? Go one? for a ride with you. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, NASCAR released the uh, I'd pay to see that. the 2021 uh, NASCAR Cup Series schedule yesterday. The 36 race schedule includes races at three new road courses. Uh, and, as we mentioned a little bit ago, we, we talked about this last week. It was uh, speculation at that point, but now it's been confirmed. The first dirt track race in Cup Series action in over 50 years will be at Bristol in March. Uh, the new tracks... Uh, Added to the schedule include the Circuit of Americas uh, road course, Road America, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. And not on the schedule is Nashville Super Speedway. Or no, I'm sorry, Nashville Super Speedway is back on the schedule. And so. gone is Chicago and yes. Kentucky. Yeah. So and this this is my my headache with that whole deal. I agree there was too many 1.5 mile ovals, cookie cutter tracks. But you just took away two of the most exciting ones that you have all year, Chicago and Kentucky every year put on some of the greatest races that they have. Mm-hmm. There were other events that I think they could have moved without taking, you know, there were tracks that still have two races that didn't deserve them. Why would you take one away from, you know, two of your, be- your best events in their and, defense, put more, they're damned if they do. And they're damned if they don't, you know, I, I there's going to be some people that are happy with the changes. Some people that aren't. And, it's, and if I want to watch road courses, I'll watch IndyCar. Speaking of IndyCar, and that's about all they've got. <laughs> Speaking of IndyCar, the uh, 2021 calendar ha- uh, for IndyCar has been released, and it has less ovals and more road courses as well. Both uh, both series kind of going toward the road course thing here, uh, although IndyCar has been more street circuit and road course uh, centric uh, than the NASCAR has ever been. Uh, Iowa Speedway is uh, missing from the 2021 schedule for IndyCar this year, and uh, the Circuit of Americas 
which they uh, debuted at in 2019. So, and I know there was a big to-do with uh, that, and was it Texas Motor Speedway? Because they scheduled the F1 race, I think, the same day as the NASCAR race, and that both those are down there in Texas. So, mm-hmm. interesting to see that NASCAR is going to that. Uh, and te- speaking of Texas uh, Speedway, they're going to host a, a doubleheader for IndyCar. So, maybe maybe IndyCar is mad at Circuit of the Americas? I don't know. <laughs> Just getting back at them. And that's going to be before the Indianapolis 500, so a couple of ovals before the Indianapolis 500, because that, that's going to be early in May at Texas. And uh, that's all the news that I have that's fit to print. Cool. So uh, should we do uh, how many, or should we uh, check out the Millstream Speedway preview? Which would you guys like to do next? Let's do how many. All right. Well, last week's how many was how many fast 410s were going to be at Fremont Speedway on Saturday night. And I went off the number of uh, cars that qualified, which was... Why are you? Like, what are you doing? That's great, awesome. We need to get that. Don't cover the mic. That's 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 radio gold right there. Oh, that that one could have been too. I, I stifled it. Thirty-three. It was the actual number. Thirty-three fast four ten sprint cars. Of course, Zeb Wise picking up the win there, and our winner on the show was uh, Mr. Miller. He guessed thirty-two. Congratulations, Ooh, baby! Yay for me! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get a good pat on the back. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Our online winner and winner of a Big D's pizza is uh, Robin Johnson. She wow. guessed. She guessed exactly 33. Hmm. There's no hmm about no. it. No. I didn't help her because my guess was wrong. So <laughs> That's my crew chief, if anybody's yes. wondering. So, uh, so congratulations, Derek. Get with Dean Henry. Uh, get your... Big D's Pizza. Congratulations on that. This week's How Many. Uh, we've been talking about Toledo Speedway and the USAC Silver Crown race. A little bit different number this time. How many USAC Silver Crown cars will finish the feature Sunday at Toledo Speedway? Finish? Finish this, the feature, yes. If you want to play along online, put your guesses in now in the uh, comments for our Facebook Live uh, they don't count on our YouTube live. Uh, we appreciate you watching us on YouTube, but uh, after you're done watching over there, head on over to our Facebook, find it, put your number guess in there. If you guess more than once, you're black flagged. I forgot to bring the black flag home again. I keep forgetting to do that. Uh, I tried to hand it to yeah. you Saturday. So, so Ron, you picked up the win last week, so you get to guess first uh, this week. How many USAC cars are going to finish that feature? Uh, 18. On, on Sunday. That's also key. Yeah. Okay, 18. Kathy in there with you? Does she have a guess this week? No, no, she's in Florida. She's in Florida. Okay. What do you got, Jerry? Zero. Damn it, you picked my number. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You're thinking the R word's going to happen. You, you picked uh, up on the I, on I Sunday hate the thing. I idea, but I've been dying to go up here for this race, and I just, yeah, not looking good. All right, I'm going to go We'll with... see what Ryan Weekman has to say. Hopefully he'll oh, prove that's me right. wrong. I forgot. We got that coming up, too. The Weekend Weather Pit Stop with Ryan Weekman and... Uh, you definitely do want to listen for that. I see a few people are picking 17, so I'm going with that. Just to be one less than Ron. So, <laughs> so if it rains, you win. And then it's between Ron and I, if uh, if not. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. Again, uh, yeah, I went the wrong way again. put your guesses in. If you're listening to us on iHeartRadio or iTunes or whatever podcast, not listening live, uh, feel free to find our Facebook. Facebook? 
facebook.com slash hammerdown racing report. Find this video. It should be somewhere toward the top there. I don't post that much on there. And uh, just in your comments, put uh, put your guess in. You have until, we'll say noon on Sunday to get in on this. And if uh, two people guess the same number, whoever guessed first uh, gets credit for it. And whatever I say goes. That's actually one of the rules, too. So, And the rules, can, rules are subject to change at any time. Any time they could change. Um. All right, now let's check out uh, Mill Street Speedway. We've been talking about them, and uh, Scott Warner's been doing a lot of work down there. And unfortunately, uh, this COVID-19 thing has kind of put a, a, a crimp in his plans to uh, reopen the, the track this year. Originally planned to have some races in August and September. It's now October. It's not looking like uh, that's going to happen. But uh, work has continued down there, and I talked to him this afternoon. Things sound pretty positive. Uh going forward and uh here's a little uh video we we kind of put together here and uh kind of show what do you think scott maybe a race early january you know he was talking about that yeah uh, wait i don't know if that was supposed to be public record <laughs> oh i just threw that, that out there. was that wow. is that where he got it from that was from you no, uh-uh. okay. no not me well, i don't know if he was thinking i don't think he was thinking no, this no, year we were, but... we were looking Ornery Don and I were looking at the calendar at the shop today, and uh, New Year's Day is uh, a Friday, and thinking, wow, wouldn't that be cool if we could have a Friday-Saturday weekend? I think a lot of it depends on where where things stand with uh, the health department. He was talking the health department haven't, hasn't changed anything. He's limited to, if he was to have an event, he can only have 15% people, and he wants to do something pretty big. So um, That's a problem. So hopefully, maybe by January... That'll be changed. Yeah. But uh, here, uh, here's Scott Warner, and uh, he's going to give you a little tour of the track here. Check this out. Hey, this is Scott with Millstream. Just thought people might be interested in seeing kind of... And, of course, it's going to be stuttering now. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I think the that's the four-wheeler or the golf cart. Like yeah. It's a typical work day around the track. All right, well, it's freezing on my screen. I'm not sure what's going on here. It was playing fine earlier. It's playing smooth here. Is it? It's looking good, Scott. All right, well, I'm just, it's you. I'll just keep it uh, I'll keep it full screen then. Oh, yeah, it is playing fine on uh, the actual view over there. I'll try to zip the end from the... Let me know when it ends on your screen then, guys. Got it. Track looks pretty good. Turns one and two. Two, of the two tracks area, been worked up. Track. All the weeds gone. It's like that. There, and then into the infield and try the go kart track. Been definitely out there getting uh, it smoothed out. Take a look at some other things along the way. And the walls are standing up. That's always a good thing. That is a plus. think you're there scott there you go see and I, he's not even on the track on my screen no he's on the infield now well that's what happens when we try and do some new technology here going through three and four right now he's on the back stretch on my screen yeah he's up now he's back in the pits no nope, nope. i'm in turn three now <laughs> we're all we're all in different places i'm not sure <laughs> not sure what the video well, it's, it's over on my end it's a it's, black screen now oh, okay 
Well, we'll go. We'll go with that yep. then. <laughs> so there, there's a look at the track. Uh, maybe we'll put that video up as a, a separate thing, uh, so you can check that out on, on your own later. Very but, cool. Uh, Thank you to Scott Warner for for sharing that with us. You know, update. Obviously, you know, every, everybody's itching to get back in action at, at Millstream, and he wants to uh, do it right too. So that's that's yes. another big thing. Yep. Thank you for your continued work, Scott, and everybody down there. Looking forward to being back in action. Wow. I didn't really do good on uh, updating my uh, prep here. I still have uh, races <laughs> from last week on there. <laughs> What's going on here? So there are some races coming up this weekend. Uh, of course, uh, Sandusky Speedway uh, hosting the 2020 Budweiser Cavalcade both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday, it's got Modifieds, Midwest Compact Series, Street Stocks, Renegades, Pure Stocks, Beginner Stocks, CRS Truck Series, full shows for the uh, Renegades, Pure Stocks, and Beginner Stocks. Pits open at noon, Main Gate at 2, and racing starts at 7 p.m. General Mission tickets, 15 bucks there. It's in Dusky Speedway for Saturday. Also Saturday, you got Fremont Speedway with the Fremont Federal Credit Union Track Championship Night. Uh, final points night there. Uh, 410 Sprints, 305s, and the uh, Dirt Trucks. Gates open at 4, racing at 7, general admission, 15 bucks, And then more racing on Sunday. Toledo Speedway, as we've been uh, talking about here most of the night, Raleigh Beal Classic featuring the USAC Silver Crown Series, ARCA Late Model Sportsman, Factory Stock, Street Stocks, Figure 8s, all in action at Toledo Speedway. Gates open at noon on Sunday. Racing starts at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. General admission is 25 bucks for that. And, uh, again, ToledoSpeedway.com, you can get your tickets ahead of time. Uh, any remaining tickets that aren't sold will be available at the gates, I do believe, on Sunday. And then, again, also Sunday, the uh, second and final day, night, afternoon, of the 2020 Budweiser Cavalcade featuring the Modifieds, 2,000 to win for them, Midwest Compact Series, Street Stocks, 1,000 to win for them, Renegades, Pure Stocks, Beginner Stocks, CRS Trucks, uh, features for all divisions, and there might actually be more money because I, when I looked up that money, that was uh, a little bit uh, older. And I think I saw in the video it said something about, uh, check this out for uh, the latest on the, the money for the purses. So there could be more there. You may want to. Check out their Facebook page, Sandusky Speedway. Uh, pits open at 10, main gate at noon, and racing at 2 o'clock at Sandusky Speedway as well. General admission tickets, 20 bucks on Sunday. So uh, get out to your uh, local track because you're, you're running out of time. There's not, not too many weekends left this year for that. Uh, let's check out our weekend weather forecast so you know what to wear, what to pack with you this weekend with uh, official Hammerdown Racing Report meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Here is your weekend weather pit stop forecast. I'm first alert meteorologist Ryan Weekman. From summer last weekend straight into the middle of fall, it feels like, for our Saturday and Sunday forecast coming up here. Let's get to the races for Saturday first at Sandusky and Fremont. Temperatures just plain cool. Highs will be in the 50s. Race time temperatures likely somewhere in the low 50s or upper 40s. And a chance for an isolated shower on Saturday. Most likely dry. Just a little on the breezy and cool side. Sunday gets more interesting. Cold front comes sweeping through. Brings us more widespread chances for showers. That means our races at Toledo and Sandusky will have to deal with the potential for some downpours and passing showers, with highs once again likely only in the 50s. For WTOL 11, I'm First Alert, meteorologist Ryan Weekman. Yeah, that's one of those forecasts I would like to uh, reject yeah. reject his reality and substitute it with my own. It's going to be 75 and sunny Saturday afternoon. 
Yeah, the weatherman's always wrong. Except for when he's not. So yeah. This time uh, we definitely hope, uh, hope, hoping that he's wrong. Please be wrong, Ryan. That's about it for uh, this edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. A few other notes to get to. You, you, I know. We'll talk about we, your your thing. No, that's no, hey, you were good. Your yeah. thing. We'll talk about your thing. It, it's your show. I mean, you can talk about it. I, I'd be glad thanks, to. But Thanks to our associate producer, Dave Kimmer, and field correspondents, uh, Matt Swander, Doug Dock. Doug's been slacking a little lately. He hasn't really sent me anything recently, so he, we may have to demote him. I'm not sure. Uh, working on uh, some stuff for next week. Uh, we'll keep an eye on the uh, Facebook page or our Twitter page at Hammer Report for more details on next week's show. Coming up in a few weeks... And uh, Jerry set this up, so I'm going to let you uh, present this. All right, sounds good. Coming to the Hammerdown Racing Report, Thursday, October 29th, we will welcome the director of the University of Tennessee marching band and sprint car owner and former sprint car driver, Don Bounce Ryder, and he's going to bring a friend along that many of you have probably heard of, and actually one, one of my favorite personalities in, in uh, racing in Dr. Jerry Punch will be joining us on Thursday, October 29th as part of the Hammerdown Racing Report. I'm thinking he might have some stories too. Just like uh, maybe Gary. one or two. Yeah. Maybe that ought to be uh, advertised as a two hour special, Scott. We could, Jerry was talking about that. I mean, we could do that. Yeah, we're, we're talking we, about, we don't have time constraints, so we can go as long as we yeah. want. And, and they've already offered to, to you know, we, there's no time constraint for them. It doesn't sound like either. So we may be looking at a possibly an extended edition of the Hammerdown Race Report if everything works out. Because we, we definitely want to talk to Dr. Punch and Bounce and, and hear some of the great stories. Bounce got his start in racing running around with Jack Hewitt. So I know he has a lot of great stories. And obviously Dr. Punch has seen it all throughout right. the years in NASCAR. Some of the, the highest of highs and lowest of lows. So de- definitely some great stories from Dr. Punch. And and Dr. Punch is uh, largely responsible for a lot of the safety features uh, that have been implemented in NASCAR. Yeah, and he's a real doctor. Yes, yeah, yes. and it, it, he raced, he got his start in racing by racing himself down in, uh, he grew up in Hickory, North Carolina. Uh, he was also the technical director for the, uh, the Days of Thunder movie in 1990 with Tom Cruise. Dr. Punch has, has really done it and seen it all in racing. And it, I am so excited to have him be on our show. Oh, I take that back about, about, for, about Doug Doc. He, he responded. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. He did give me a lot of work. He's trying to get us to, to switch a streaming thing, and I haven't had uh, a chance to get to that. So, so, Doug, thank you. I apologize. You're not demoted. You can retain your position. <laughs> we'll even give you a 100% pay raise. Awesome. Double yeah. his pay. Double, wow. yes, exactly. Well-deserved, Doug. So we're back. At, well, before we talk about next week, uh, i got to thank our sponsors once again uh, because without them we wouldn't be able to do this each week. Uh, they cover the costs uh, associated with this since uh, we have been ousted from the official studio. You've never actually been to uh, our official studios yet, Jerry. Uh, it no. sounds like things are starting to come back a little bit. They're starting to let some uh, of the brokered shows in, but there's a lot of restrictions. You can't have any guests, and you can only have one or two people. So it's starting to come back to get back into the studios, but I think it's going to be a little while. So we're probably going to remain in this format for the foreseeable future. I'd be surprised before uh, the hangover race, otherwise known as New Year's Day to non-racing people. 
But anyways, uh, thanks. Everybody has a hangover on New Year's Day. <laughs> thanks again uh, to our sponsors. Again, support them because they support us. Ryan Miller Race Cars, uh, Oakshade Raceway, Kester Mowing, Big D's Pizza, Mill Street Speedway, Freeze Frame Photos, uh, all those uh, heavily involved in motorsports, of course, Oakshade Millstream host racing. So there's that. But uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another show starting at 7 o'clock live on Facebook and YouTube. And, of course, you can always listen to us on demand on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. What are some of the other ones? There's a, there's other podcasts. I listen to Google Podcast, yeah. Apple Podcast. We're, it's a, if it's a podcast, Stitcher. we're on there. Stitcher, yes. I, we're on there. I get emails from them, too. Here's an update from your uh, thing. Yeah. So, anyways, we uh, started this Hammer Down Hotline last week, and uh, we're going to end the show with with these uh, Hammer Down Hotline uh, calls. So, if you want to be part of the show, uh, anytime, I highly recommend calling after you a uh, night of heavy drinking. I think that <laughs> that would be fun too. Really, it's kind of open to anything. Uh, this, if you're a racer and you have like some announcement you want to make about you, hey, this is uh, Scott Hammer. I got a brand new car. I'm debuting at Fremont this weekend. Come on out, check it out. Uh, if you're a fan, uh, hey, Ron Miller's the best racer in the world, man. Just want to say, cool, you know, whatever. Whatever you got. If you're a sponsor, you're calling it right Programming now. Programming it in now. Oh, your program. Okay. So once Put it again, on speed dial. Once again, that number, if uh, if you can't see it on your screen, you're listening to us on iHeartRadio. It's 419-318-3081. And uh, that number, you can find that on our uh, Facebook page as well. Uh, and if you and again, that's 419-318-3081. Yes. Pause, pause what you're watching right now. If you're not doing the live thing, go get a pen and paper, come right back, unpause it. 419-318-3081. You're all set. So here is the very first hammer down hotline. Uh, we hope to have a few more calls uh, on next week's version of the hammer down hotline. But with this, uh, we'll leave you. We're, we're out. So. We'll see you next uh, night, everybody. Next Thursday. Good night, all. All right, here we go. Hold your breath for this. This is a good one. Hey, I'm just calling to say this is a great hotline. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Scott. The anticipation. That was it. All right. For real, we're out now. Well, almost. I got to find our little outro. There it is. I found it now. Oh, well, let me put it in there. Yeah, I had too many things. Okay, now we're leaving. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Good night, all. You have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.